Here we go. Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk about everything pop culture and toys, the whole gamut of stuff. I've done a really weird intro this time because <laughs> it's remember. late and I'm tired. It's bizarre <laughs> It is. It is. It's episode 322. It is so wonderful to have your company today as we chat latest scores and reading, watching, playing. Today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Scotty. G'day there. Ben. G'day, g'day. And Frank. Yo, yo. And it's been what? We're just reeling from the massive Still recovering. San Diego episode. That was, yeah. that was you know, it, it got we, all this hype and all this build up and it was wonderful. And now we're just like, oh man, we're here again. Yeah. This is, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the hangover part it is. four. <laughs> that, that was so prolonged. I've been on a Powerade drip all week long <laughs> trying to recover from that episode. Powerade yeah. Drip. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we jump into the segments, there's a milestone yeah, shout yes. out. So milestone shout out for Toy Power Podcast. Right. As of the 1st of August, we are now in our seventh year. Oh, wow. What? Seventh year of Toy Power Podcast. There so, you go. Yeah, so now we're seven years old. Oh, my God. Well, I have been yeah, telling we've people had a birthday. We, we've been doing this for about six years. So yep. I have to update now you, my little... Yep. Now you spiel. need to add I've another been telling notch people, in the I've been calendar. telling people five years for yeah. the last two. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seven years. So that's exciting times for Toy Power. So I'm going to give something back to the fans and sort of socialise and, you know, create a bit of fanfare. I want to bring back the Share Your Collection. All oh, right? yes. And so we did okay. it. We, we skipped six, uh, year six. We did it in year five. Yep. All right. And we got over 60 days in a row. That's so, right. All right. So that's two months in a row of consecutive daily photos of your collections. Um, you know, obviously the four of us in the room mm-hmm. and then uh, including your collections. Um, 60 days in a, in a row, we'll share it on Instagram. We'll share it on Facebook, on our page. Uh, doesn't need to have any context or whatever. Just a cool shot, big or small section of your collection, whole room collection, um, a detolf of your collection, whatever you've yeah. got, a shelf of your collection. So it's just um, like to clarify, is anyone out there who wants anyone to send out us? there, yep. anyone list, any listeners or whatever can mm-hmm. send it to me, send it to to the Toy Power um, Messenger. Send it to the Toy Power uh, Instagram feed, whatever, and I will compile you. I'll um, get back to you and say your day four, your day five, your day yep. seventy three, whatever. Let's see how far yeah. long we can go. Can we wow. beat sixty? Yes, yeah. can we beat sixty? So I, I will um, add Toy Power celebrating seven years to the uh, picture. I'll also add your name. This is a collection of. If you want to use an alias name, your Instagram tag your um, aficionado, your podcast name, whatever mm. you can use that. So if you are Chris Fresh, you can say, right, this is Chris's Fresh's, um, you know, collection and this is Geek Dude's collection yeah, and, you know, okay. you can get a few bites of the apple without, yeah. um, you know, uh, getting that through to the, um, li- you know, overall broadcast and things, social networks. Uh, and, yeah, as Trent said, let's see how far we can go. Well, so. if we've got seven years and we did 60 previously, I feel like seventy has got to be the, yep. the benchmark. Yep. I think ah. it is. Yep. Mm. Try so and crack it. Let's go for that. Yeah, and reach out. Like, uh, Obviously, we've got the Patreon page yes. and you know, community for that where there's – you can talk about these things and mm. chat about it. But if you're not on the Patreon – and so I know Chris always does a lovely shout-out yep. for, yep. for the Patreon – but it's not everyone's cup of tea in terms of, um, you know, shelling out your hard earned. Yes. But you can also just reach out to us. I actually have yeah. um, Hero Fam, who yep. we I, I sell a lot of toys to. Scotty, you might know him. We yep. see him at the con. Um, great. Just reached out on Cat's Lair. And yes. We're having a great mm. chat about where that was at. And, Beautiful. And so just, if you want to talk toys, yeah. Um, yeah. hit us up on Messenger or where you can find us and yep. we'd love to hear from you and it's a great way to share some of those photos get to know what you're interested in yeah. and um, share the love of toy collecting yep yep because um, it's it's mm. um judging by san diego it's not going anywhere no, Just, <laughs> no way it's, no. it's yep. getting bigger and bigger every year which yep. is wonderful all right let's hit on to our first topic whoa dude nice score 
did I hear you, Frank, saying you were going to redo that? Do we need to? Did you want to redo that one? You, um, it, it's one of the ones one I want of. to redo. Oh, was it the? Um, oh no, no, not that one. It was the vintage um, toy. The vintage wars. toy was that that, that that's that first to, off the list that <laughs> right. needs to needs to go. Uh, uh, my stoner voice is not too bad. We'll keep the <laughs> no, score. Uh, yeah, no, no, I, I, I like that. I don't, I'm not saying it needed to be redone. <laughs> just, I recall uh, a comment. Um, Scotty, do you want to start with you? We we talked last week about. Super 7 Wave for the Tohos. Yes, we And did. I was very interested. And you have, in fact, brought in Wave 1. Wave 1 has mm. been freshly arrived to my home. Uh, Super 7 started shipping these about three weeks ago. And because I purchased directly from Super 7, within a week, this parcel lands at home. Yep. I actually had the day off. I hope no one from work is listening. And <laughs> this arrived, and I was so excited. Open it up rip the packaging open, and you get that really well done packaging for the uh, ultimate figures. That's right. Slip you get case. the slip case, yep. and then the, the figures themselves are presented so nicely inside with that big open window. A matter of seconds later, uh, I started with the Biolante figure. Biolante, so you understand, is a figure from the uh, 89 Godzilla film. It's essentially a rosebush Infused with Godzilla cells. It sounds bonkers because it completely is. <laughs> and th- this is a kind you across the course of the film that takes uh, two different stages. That what Super 7 put together for us is the first stage. So it's essentially a giant rose bush with a rose head. The rose head has a set of teeth. <laughs> Like a Venus flytrap. Like a yeah. Venus yeah. flytrap, yeah. perfectly put there. And then, because it's got that Godzilla aspect to it as well, you've got that horror sort of uh, tentacles, mm-hmm. and then you've got Venus flytrap style teeth, hands coming arms, out yeah. of the uh, arms coming out of it uh, as well. It's really accentuated nicely with sort of like an exposed um, orb or whatever. Orb or yeah, yeah it's like yeah. like a heart. That's right. Um, and in the film, that sort of has a it, it, it sort of lights up. It's like a almost a vulnerable point, yeah. if mm. you would, a point of focus in the in the creature. Uh, and and they've done that so very well here with this particular um, uh, with this figure. Whoa. Nearly spilled Don't the beer. Spill the beer. Spilled. <laughs> it's, it's, it's translucent. I know it's that tired, orb, but... that tummy orb. Yeah, it is. Kind of that's like right. a translucent that's, that's a, they've, gone, they've done a really nice yeah. job in giving that appearance there. Uh, and, and Frank, off air, mm. Frank suggested that maybe with a little bit of engineering, I could put a diode and a small battery together. Um, and light it up. Put a little pulse in, in LED. Just, pulses. Wow. Mm. It'd look really, really funky. Can I, I have a, a look at they, that? They almost need a backing track, like a warm... Warm, yeah, warm. It's very unique. I mean, it's in that. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah wow. In a, in a shelf full of action figures that wow. are all like humanoids on on two limbs type stuff, this one it really stands out. Not the least of all because it's a giant rose bush, but like it's just it's totally unique. It's and, totally and alien. Oh. Yeah. 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 Fair. And yeah. it's articulated. The Venus flytraps. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The the yeah. jaws move. The the heads of the, the jaws swivel. Uh, 360 as well. Uh, it's, it's actually got waist sort of head articulation. The head itself <laughs> has got articulation. Now, does it have an alternate head? Yes, it okay. does. Yeah, right. Uh, so I've actually got the yeah. open mouth version right. on my Biolante, <laughs> but it does come with the closed gnashing teeth uh, version as well. The 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 hand-headed on, on, on the tentacles that I've got here as well, mm. mine are open yep. and uh, are articulated to open and close the jaws. It does come with a set of firmly closed-jawed right. Uh, right. heads that you can put on those as well. It's the closest thing this thing has to alternate hands, really. Correct, yep. it does. Uh, of course, this wave came with the big man himself, Godzilla, from that particular film. And he's really, really well done. It's an excellent sculpt. It is, if, if you like to pose your figures to get the most dynamic poses out of your figures, this is probably the most articulated yep. Godzilla mm-hmm. figure I have ever, ever seen. There is articulation upon articulation. There would have to be <laughs> 40 points that you can move in and around on this guy. And Ben was playing around with him, and he was actually quite surprised with how much movement... Oh, just in just the in the itself. head. The, the fact head that yes. yeah, the fact that you oh, can wow. have um, yep. Godzilla's head look down. I've never seen a another you know 
Godzilla look like that. Yeah. It's uh, a hard figure to articulate, yes. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, previous versions of Godzilla, let's take NECA, for example, it is very limited in its posability. The head would move side to side, arms up and down and what. But yes, as you guys said, he mm. can look down, he can look up, and you can get some really, really stunning poses from him. Comes of alternate head as well, where he's got his mouth closed. Yep. Because he comes with Biolante, there's a couple of accessories there from the fight scene that they have where there's tentacles wrapped around Godzilla's neck. And there's also a scene, which as a kid horrified me from the film, <laughs> where one of the tentacles from Biolante shoots through the air. Godzilla puts his hand up oh, to sort no. of catch it or stop Uh-oh. it. And it just shoots straight through his hand. <laughs> and that looks really wicked as well. <laughs> Very cool. So I'm really happy with these. For, for, for a wave one, there's a few things that they can definitely improve on. Right. And Super 7 have taken that on board for their next waves coming through. So I think with those bits and pieces, those little bits of improvements that they've noted, we can get some really stunning figures coming forward uh, for the next few waves, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With that tail, he takes up a lot of uh, footprint on, on your shelf. Yep. yep. Uh, but oh, yeah, really I sweet. mean, uh, you wouldn't want the tail any smaller because that's part of the his character mm. uh, he there's more articulation points in their tail than there are in the rest of the body mm. <laughs> um, yeah it, it looks amazing looks cool and so this is wave one and they're up to was it wave four that was recently announced San Diego, San Diego. had wave four yep. announced yes we had yep. a destroyer destroyer was wave three mm. we had the Shogun Oh, that's, that's sort of the right. eight-inch Shogun yeah. Warrior, and then we had the uh, the comic book, Dark Horse comic yeah. book. Yeah, because they so they showed Destroyer in um, prototype form at the con. They that's did. Where, that's yes. why I was yeah. thinking. Um, yeah. should, should see him fresh in hand before the end of the year. Nice. Yeah. Well nice. done. Very cool. Ben, All you've right. got another Super Seven. Another product Super there. Seven. Yeah. So I brought in the Toxic Crusaders from Super Seven. Uh, this is a Wave Three, believe it or not. So Wave. Yes. Well. Wave one was, was OG Toxy. Mm-hmm. Wave two was that sort of uh, glow in the dark, toxic, you know, mutagen, whatever you want to call him, uh, mishmash of colors, um, yep. Toxy. And then this is now in Super 7 terms, uh, air quotation marks, um, Wave 3. So this is, of course, uh, Junkyard and Radiation Ranger. And there was also a third character. It was Toxie uh, as well. Toxie as well. But more um, cartoon. Cartoon uh, accurate, yeah. So same sculpt and things, just different uh, paint apps and things. But I went for the um, the two new characters, and instead of getting Toxie, I ordered a second Radiation Ranger. So I've got a because he's an army builder. Army builds. Um, I have to say, without a doubt, Radiation Ranger is up there for figure of the year for me. Like the articulation and the posability and mm. the uh, just upgrades of um, the basic uh, form to the extra paint apps and things to the you know everything. It Wild, is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, it's interesting when you compare the weaponry and the accessories side by side, the, the original Playmates one. Uh, the weapons and things are actually bigger on the Playmates one for yeah, Junkyard I noticed that than they the are for, um, you know, uh, the the new Super 7, which is fine mm. uh, and, and everything. But uh, Radiation Ranger, almost everything is bigger except for his uh, glow-in-the-dark grenades. They're actually a little bit smaller, but they are, you know... Synonymous for being lost and things um, over time, and uh, so it's nice to you know have a complete radiation ranger and things. Different thing with the radiation ranger as well. We've got now he can hold the gun at the hilt instead of um, in the middle of the weapon. Yep. Uh, the the um the old one used to hold him in the middle, but the paint apps along the barrel, the shield and stuff is just f- amazing. Uh, they don't quite have that lenticular orange goggles like mm. that they captured yeah. in the original, but th- it's pretty darn good. It looks good, like it's a it piece great. of clear yeah. orange yeah. plastic that yeah. slots in, yeah. so it Get gives th- it that effect. But it, all the paint apps and things on the backpack, the the barrel so and stuff, is so cool. Yeah. Um, junkyard, you get an alternate head with the um, open mouth, tongue, uh, action feature represented, and he's got sort of the wacky uh, eyeball, uh, you know, look stance and things but then with the closed mouth is more serious and i'm genuinely torn of which um, which one to do which one i look which is a good <laughs> problem to have yeah, yeah. Uh, i think as a um action you know I've, collector I, I noticed this at san diego and i think it was particularly the mattel stuff showing off the you know alternate heads or alternate hands they had for figures they had these little you'd almost call it like a bit of a book stand you might see in a library but then it had like little posts hanging off of it to 
display all the accessories really nicely. A lot of other companies might just have them, you know, scattered on the ground in front of the figures. But this actually made it really clear this is what this figure comes with. Displays really nicely. Um, Glenn, Glenn, if you're listening, mate, can we get some acrylic versions of that? Because figures like this that come with so many different alternate accessories, I'm thinking of my Super 7 Ultimates Turtles. Yep. You go, both heads look really great, but just having them yeah, laid out on, on the, the shelf, yeah. 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 you get a little a little mini stand for them. Perfect. Yeah. So I've I've took quite a few photos a couple of weeks ago. Um, so check out Toy Power Podcast uh, Instagram or Facebook page to have a look at the photos and some of the comparisons I've got next to the uh, original yeah. Playmates. But I had a ball. Like this is yeah, harkening back to the Masters Universe Classics yep. uh, run where I'm getting upgrade upgraded figures of my favorite characters again in this you know more ultimate form mm. and um just oh there was it was genuine so much fun heaps of different hand um except you know depictions and things closed hands open hands pointing hands you name it it's all there and um i was just yeah i was a little kid again literally nice. uh, having so much fun can Did i have it? a look at the old junk junkyard yep. head yep there we are um do you think we'll get a wave four? I, I, I well, it's been teased in oh. the Toy Collector magazine. So mm. we're getting Bonehead, uh, the what's the um, kill army? No, no, I wish. Oh he's, yeah, major disaster. Major disaster, ah. and then a cloaked character. So like you know, looking like a ghost. So right. they've they've hidden it under that uh, third character underneath a sheet. So we don't know who the third character is. Uh, I, I, I could see Kill him Off being like that, you know, twenty dollar more price point sure. because he's yeah. got his four he's arms. big and these yeah. forearms yeah. and stuff. But, but, um, but we, we're close though, aren't we? Yeah, there's I mean, only nine figures, so and small. we've already got three, you know, so of them. So, so if we're getting another three, that's wave four. But I, I think mm. the third character is going to be a redo, right? Uh, yeah, I, just I on recolor, yeah, uh, or a alternate wave two figure or something, you know, like a unreleased. Okay. I don't. Sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. think they're going to milk this for a while. Uh, I'm in no rush for it yep. to be released all in one hit. I just want to make sure that they're going to continue to release them on a timely schedule, whether it's yearly, whether it's half yearly or something. Mm. Uh, I just need that knowledge that they're going to not stop halfway through the it's line. Um, mm. You know, because I, I can't. Yeah. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if this Radiation Ranger came in a glow in the dark. Sure. Yeah. No toad. Freaking, you know, color <laughs> option. You know, I don't know, whatever. Because, <laughs> um, I, I, honestly, I'd be torn not to buy it because yep. I just think it's so darn good. Yeah. That's, so that's, that's my uh, shout out today. Um, I just can't praise these figures enough they mm. are phenomenal they've got their little glow in the dark accessories yeah. yeah junkyard comes with his um rolled up newspaper, newspaper. with the uh, toxic times written on it with a um what do you call it a nail through it look just like the original glows beautifully and uh the radiation ranger comes with his two um grenade bombs so yeah beautiful nice. Um, I did not bring my uh, toys to show off today because I forgot. Um, but probably my most recent score <coughs> uh, in the toy world was the Jim Lawson uh, four-pack of the Ninja Turtles. Cost me a pretty penny, but as I knew that was, I believe, I'm going to shut up and take my money when we saw those. Yep. Had to have them, and they are stunning. Like they're, 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 For those who haven't seen them, they're the chunkier version of the, of the Turtles that NECA typically do. Um, all the red bandanas, uh, the alternate bandanas are that cool where it's like, you know, the wind is taking them all in one direction. So you can put them, you know, give a bit of motion to that. There were some great photos that have already been put up. Um, double jointed elbows yep. on these chunky figures actually makes quite the difference. You know, you can have Donatello resting his bow over his shoulder and these sorts of things. Um, I love them. They're on like my uh, shelf with all the other Mirage stuff and they like take pride of place. I've got the... Uh, they're right up there with my Mondo sort of um, one six scale ones, and then I've got the black and white set of turtles, and then these guys because to me they're my turtles that I read growing up, yep. and they're absolutely wonderful, wonderful figures. But look, the other purchase I have bought recently, not really a toy, but kind of a toy. Uh, I finally bit the bullet and went PlayStation Five. Nice. With a 65-inch TV that just fits in the toy room. Like, you'll see it. It's There's that cabinet where Unicron was, mm. and then there's the Snake Mountain box on the other side, and it is like, 
I, at one point I was toying going the 70 inch TV because the price differential. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, I'm glad I didn't. Otherwise, yeah. I would have had to like that cabinet has to go basically because sure. it's just not just not enough so it's space. It's in the toy room. It's in the toy oh room. Oh my god, that's yep. a wall in itself. Well, yeah, I had uh, I had on my other show I had Brendan uh, from the Hammerbarn Project come around. I said, "Oh, Brendan, have you seen my new toy?" And he's looking on the shelves <laughs> like this. And I said, "It's the literally the biggest thing in this room." Oh, that that big Unicron down there. No, mate, you've. Because to him, yeah. in his so, eyes, he goes, I thought that was part of the wall. Black like, mirror. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, it's just this big black square. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, PS5 uh, ready to go for Mortal Kombat, which has all been pre-ordered. Uh, meantime, I've been junk- jumping back into Spider-Man with um, the Miles Morales um, game that I got the PS5 version of. And yeah, lots of late nights keeping me company while I watch the cricket. Wicked. It's been good. Nice, man. <laughs> well done. Very, very good. My show and tell is has a very soft spot in my kind of pop culture history growing up having the Xbox and playing a game um, called Knights of the Old Republic. And I just loved it. Bioware, who uh, went on to do Knights of the Old Republic 2, and then I got into the Mass Effect franchise um, as a massive fan. But very, very soft spot for the story. Uh, I think it was was wonderful, and it was wonderful to play as a a force-wielding character in an open-world environment back in the day with a really, really good story yep but set in an era where there's just you know like people with jedi powers and and sith powers all over the place super super cool so whenever anything comes out in that space i jump on it and so i'm not a big collector of black series anymore but i did have to get the bastila shan and the darth revan uh, sorry this is darth malik here um uh darth revan we already got yeah. Um, earlier on, so Darth Malak, he's he's sort of like almost a bit like Darth Vader, Darth Vader esque with cybertronic parts on the head, and really what's happened without to him, a helmet, without yeah. a helmet, yeah. yeah. And what's happened to him is he's lost his jaw, and what is so cool about this figure is it's removable. Oh, right? oh wow! So you can, yep, you can take <laughs> that off. I'll pass him around. He's a towering uh, figure, the old Malak. Um, he and and what's really cool about the new box designs is they've got all the specs, mm. height and, oh, and all okay. that on the yeah, side yeah. of the box because the, the these ones in particular came in the windowless packaging, mm. um. But yeah, just some beautiful paint apps on him, um, and just that whole gory lack of lack of a jaw. It's quite grotesque actually. Um, I hope Mattel are listening and uh, taking <laughs> some cues for trap jaw. Trap jaw. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's that's going to leave a mark. <laughs> it's going to leave a scar. Yeah, <laughs> um, got a nice little brown cape that hangs off to one side, and and red armor, and the joint. I don't know if you play around with the elbow joint, but there's a. It's a single joint. We're talking mm-hmm. about the double jointed, but yep. the range of motion they've been able to get in that yeah. is really, really quite good. And so, no pins as well. No like pins. No pin. Yeah, and yet you can go all the way up. Yep. It's got this. Sort of, yeah. That's it's really, really, cool. really clever. Yeah, very, very nice. So I sort of, I don't open a lot of my black series. So for me, this is just, you know, I open the the occasional figure here and there. I've got a, I've got a Darth Revan that is opened, but it's a real improvement in my book. And then the beautiful Bastila Shan who sports one of my favorite lightsabers with the yellow blades, double-bladed lightsaber that she's got here. Watch out, Darth Maul. Yeah, mm. and, and, and like... I never really remember this from the game, but her hairstyle is so unique. She's got like a kind of like a high ponytail on the top of her head, but then two little ponytails at the back, mm. which I think is just, you know, the two buns, yep. that sort of stylized space yeah. hairdo, which I think looks really cool. And the face print on this is just flawless. I'll pass it around so you can have a closer look. But again, I think it's just a, a really nicely executed and beautiful figure. The colors. You know, obviously the designs by Bioware in the game are really iconic. Mm. Like that Revan, I think, is just he he in terms of design, obviously he doesn't get the airplay as like a Vader or a Boba yep. Fett or anything, but I think stylistically the designs are up there with that original trilogy. I yeah, think they're definitely. just really, really nice. So super, super happy. And look, I'll give credit to Hasbro for one thing about the windowless box. There's no plastic to rip. There's no bubble to preserve. Mm. I'm happy to open them. It's yep. just a windowless box. Yep. Like so, um, and today, like I did, bump into Ben in the JB Hi-Fi. I picked up a Mara Jade figure, which is sort of from the Elseworlds, and I put her in my kind of you know like this display. 
Um, again, windowless box. Well, it yeah, was so when funny, you, wasn't when it? You wa- when yeah. you opened up the window flap, the you know the book flap, you're like, look, look, look at the figure inside, and it's just another box. <laughs> it's just a box <laughs> in the picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a little Velcro, and yeah. you just yeah. completely fooled me. Yeah. I was like, what? It just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, was not what I was expecting. That's for sure. Very good. Some wonderful scores around the room. Um, good stuff, guys. Very, very cool. Should we jump into a next topic? Let's do that. There's certainly an intro that doesn't need to be redone. Uh, that I, voice. I really like that, that one. Is, <laughs> that is fantastic. I'll, I'll jump off quickly uh, on the reading, watching, playing. Speaking of PlayStation 5s, mm. um, actually, we went on a trip to Queensland and I was doing a bit of shopping with the boys one of the days, Friday. They just wanted a time zone day, so I took them to time zone. We went to this Maroochydore shopping centre. It was really nice. and I had a bit of a look in the big W that they had there, and I picked up a game... A PlayStation 5 game, which was originally a PlayStation 4 game, which I'm just going to reach over. Oh, he's got it. Um, It's got our our friend uh, Norman (laughs) Reedus. Uh, Nice. It's called Death Stranding and Director's Cut. And I've sort of seen this floating around. I had no idea what it was about. And so I saw it. It was on sale and I I thought, you know, I'll just do a quick Google review just Mm -hmm. to see if it's any good. Anyway, it got like, an 8.5. So I'm like, yeah, it seems interesting. So I'll bring it home and, and give it a crack. Um, it's by Hideo Kojima. So mm-hmm. it's that sort of... Is he um, Silent Hill fame? Uh, he is uh, Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid, yeah. right. Okay. Which I've never played. Anyway, so this, <laughs> um, this, this comes on and... It's so weird. Yeah. I love it. Like I love. It's, uh, I, I played it for like two hours, and I reckon I did maybe like five minutes of gameplay. I've yeah. only typed my name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but it was just such a cool, unique storyline. It has it has Guillermo del Toro. Oh, wow. In it as like one of the acting characters. Right. It's got like so yeah. they're, they're obviously played by their actor, and they look yeah, like yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Um, I've realised the actual like so the story is fantastic. All the cutscenes fantastic. The world they've created is just mm. amazing. Um, I can't even sort of describe. It's just so they have a rain. It's called the time fall, and it speeds up time when it hits you. Yeah, okay. So yeah. like it's hitting the gr- so you like none of this is told. It's all just sort of shown. Yeah. So he's like riding his bike, and um, it starts raining. So he pulls on. It's sort of futuristic. Pulls on this hood. And um, then you got to get to a cave. So it's like oh, you, you fall off the bike and you got to sort of move this character through this world to a cave. And then like there's all these crows flying above. And as they get hit by the rain, they start dying. And he like looks at one on the ground. It's all like acid mangled. Rain yeah, and I'm like, it's acid rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like you realize like it's, it's just accelerating their death because it's also hitting sure. the ground and like plants are growing. Oh, so wow. like, so what's going on? So it's just, it's yeah. just so weird. Yeah. So <laughs> there's this like... time fall rain. There's like creatures from the other side. Like, you know, the, there's this whole spiritual thing of, you know, people, you know, dying and then they, they blow up and the, the, it's like, Death is trying to escape. It's just, it's full on. Anyway, so so why, why but, are you late, honey? I got stuck in the rain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this one guy just uh, he gets crushed under a vehicle and it rains on him. And he just turns into like an old man just, uh, <laughs> before he gets like ripped apart by these otherworldly demons that are from from another dimension. But right, it, oh, cool. So like, good it's family just, fun. Yeah, good family fun. <laughs> but the actual gameplay is is you're like a FedEx guy delivering things from one place to another. So it's literally you. So this hope is the you, gameplay. Hope you're delivering them correctly. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. If you fall over, you can damage them, right? Yeah. Or if yeah. the rain hits it, it can damage yeah. it. So, but you're literally you you load up like where you're going to put the stuff on your back or on your shoulders or whatever, and then like it changes your balance, and then you got to run <laughs> through the world and like you got to bring ladders and stuff, and it's like this is the gameplay is the weirdest. Yeah. Like just take thing from point A to point B. <laughs> And I think it got criticised really badly for the gameplay. It's yeah, like yeah. you're just essentially a FedEx. But it's in this amazing story that yeah. is so compelling and gripping. Wow. So anyway, that's Death Stranding. Um, I don't know if anyone Brought to you by Australia Post. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> so, you know, if you get your stuff damaged, you know why. Yeah, You've been, they've been uh, damaged. Rained on. Rained 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 again. Um, <laughs> Otherworldly so, demons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's my playing. Um, reading, I picked up Silo. And that mm. dovetails into probably my watching. So Silo, yep. which was originally released 
Um, it's a Hugh Howie book. It was originally released as Wool, and I think there's three in that book series. So I started reading that, but it is the um, Apple TV series mm. with Rebecca Ferguson and Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins does a wonderful job, um, and that is concluded now on Apple TV. So I've watched that, loved that, and that's why I picked up the book. Yeah. But that is, again, it's a dystopian future where the race is basically existing in an underground silo. And they're told, they, you know, they see these screens of what the cameras are showing as the outside world. And it's a basically a wasteland where it's toxic. And if you're sort of sent out to clean, you know, you're basically exiled from this world. They put you in a containment suit, send you up, and you got to clean the cameras because they get all grime on them. And then basically, so you clean, you get the wool out, you clean the camera, off you go. And then eventually, like the the suit just gets corroded by yeah. all the things, and you die. Um, and so you know they watch these people going out to clean, and then they, their bodies kind of litter the landscape. And it's this story of well, what's actually real? Some people think, oh, you know, you go out there and it's just it's it's like fake. paradise. It's, par- it's actually yeah. fine. Yeah. And you see people going out there and they're like seeing this paradise and and all this sort of thing. So it's a really it's a really interesting premise, and there's lots of twists and turns and and various things and and the acting and the sets is all really top notch. Common is in it as well. Common yep. does yep. a fantastic job. Um but Rebecca Ferguson is amazing and Tim Robbins, I mean he's aged. Yeah. He's he's looking I mean obviously he's probably in his sixties now. Mm. Um he's almost unrecognizable uh from when the last film I saw him in. Sure. But it is well worth a watch if you've got Apple T V. Apple T V is doing some wonderful mm. sci fi. Yep. Cool. So but that's pretty much it for me. Mm. Well the wife and I decided to go and watch the the latest toy movie, which uh, of course is Barbie. The movie, yes, uh, nice. Went and saw that uh, this morning, and guys, I'll tell you, it's uh, it's quite a treat. It it's is. Nice. Um, Good. Yep. It's. Oh, I, I had no expectations. I had no trailers to watch before I went into this film. I just wanted to go and watch something with no established notions of what I was going to get, and well done. Well done to the yeah. cast and the crew, the director, the story writers. They put together a, a, a story that was sensible and cohesive and they built a world that worked really, really well. Uh, of, of course, you start with Barbie hmm. in her world and you learn what that's all about. And I, I will tell you firsthand, the stage work that went into building that world, it's it's yeah. it's alive. It's not CG. It is yeah. a live world yeah. that they built. The That's Barbie cool. Dream houses, insane. Um, I think they used up all the pink paint in the world. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's true. Like that's, that's wow. Surreal. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But there's yeah. no you, you um, couldn't get it. Lucky my radiation ranger was uh, produced first. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing stage work. Uh, of of course, you've got the cast of Margot Robbie, uh, Ryan Gosling. Margot Robbie became Barbie. Mm. She's obviously signed on to do this film yep. and she's read what it's all about and she's understood the assignment. She's got the brief. Well, well, <laughs> that's, 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 that's yeah. fantastic for her because coming off Harley Quinn, yeah. you know, and just living she, and breathing the yeah, character embodied that, and then yeah. jumping into a plastic, you know, character. Very different character, yeah. Yeah, c- yep. you know, well done. Mm. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the storyline because a lot of people are going to go and watch it. And I do suggest go and watch it. It's not your typical toy movie. Uh, there's a lot to take out of it. Can I can I ask one question and please, please. spoil this? Mm. Yep. Is Aqua Barbie Girl in the movie played? Isn't there a Nicki Minaj redo of that? It's in the... Uh, do you want to know where soundtrack? it turns up in the film? It is in the film. It yes. is in the film? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Stick around for the for the credits at the right. end of the film. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. If you walk out before then, you won't get it. Yep. Yeah. So enough. it is there. Um, leave, leave room for a sequel? Oh, look, 100%. Yeah. It, it, it's a whole world of pure imagination. Yep. So they can just make up another story, scenario, and, and, and take off again. Uh, and they, they introduced a lot of different... Interpretations of Barbie and Mm -hmm. Ken and different characters that have been created in that universe across the last 60 years. So you'll see figures that I know of a skipper figure that was released in the 80s that Mm. you probably wouldn't see on the shelves today. And there are other figures in the same sort of notion that it was created, wonderful idea, 
had 12 months on the shelf, didn't yeah. work, see yeah. you later. Yeah. Mm. In the same vein, there are other figures that they've obviously created as concepts. Yep. No, we're not going to make this. Mm. But it has a cameo in the, in the film. film. Wrong. Yes, right. because it's a part of that particular film. So really, yeah, okay. yeah. Barbie deep cuts, there's, there's stuff to be found. So even if Margot Robbie didn't come back yeah. to the role, they establish other Barbies that potentially could move the story along. Move the limelight yeah. over. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, really, really well done, guys. The, the story, as I said, it is clever. How they tie the Barbie world into the real world it's very, very clever. Okay. I, I quite enjoyed it. I got a lot out of it. What what I would like to say about this more broadly is we all love toys and, and toy properties and we want to see the best for those properties, which mm. we love. And what I love about this is it's getting the accolades. You know, it's not just a battleship film where you go, let's <laughs> just make, let's just, we've got a game, let's make a film. And, and it just ends up being this wafer-thin... D6, you sunk my battleship. Movie over! Yeah. Like... <laughs> so this can go horribly wrong, yeah. right? And, and, and toy movies are almost sort of ridiculed or put in a different category where they're not taken seriously. Mm. What's so wonderful is to see a, mo- a movie based on one of the most iconic toys of all time done well, done properly, done taken justice. seriously. You know yeah. I mean? Taken seriously in yeah. the sense of creatively seriously it doesn't have to be a serious movie Mm. but kind of considered as a a quality piece of art piece of film piece of work and that gives me a good feeling that you know masters of the universe won't just be a lot you know mechanic or Mm. ram man you can do something with that and make it something that fits in and gets kudos rather than just being that's just a toy movie and that's what I, yep. I love about the success of the Barbie movie. Mm, yep. Mm. Yep. Cool. Very good. Right, right. Moving on to me. Um, so I have been watching... I haven't played a thing. I don't play games anymore, unfortunately. Mm. But um, I, uh, so what, I've been... Um, so, okay, rewind. Uh, the 1997 cinema classic Starship Troopers, right? Yep. Oh, right. So Absolutely wow. phenomenal film. Love that film. Uh, I knew a mate who could almost quote the whole film back to back. <laughs> then they made a ton of sequels, you know, some of them okay and some of them better than others. <laughs> um, I, I found out recently through the amazing uh, Discord of Dave Studio Graveyard that it was actually based on a book. Yes. Yes. I had yep. no freaking idea yep. it had any ties to anything ever. Um, would you like to know more? Um, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so, guess what year the book was published, like written 60s. and published? 60s. Very close. 70s. I thought it was the 70s. Nope. Oh, 50s? 1959 okay. wow. it was published, yep, right? Sure. So, I'm like, wow. I'm in the middle of reading my Alien Xenomorph book of Labyrinth. I'll finish that. And I'm very slow reader, you know, um, read at night and things uh, if the time's right. So it takes me a long time to get through a novel. So I finally finished Aliens Labyrinth and uh, I ordered uh, Starship Troopers off eBay, came, it was in perfect condition. I wasn't looking to buy a, you know original copy or anything. So mm. it was a few runs in, uh, which is great for me. And I started, I'm like only like two chapters in. The chapters are enormous. They're like 30 pages long or something. So I'm only two chapters in. But it is so different to the film. Like yeah. it's like, mm. you know, taken on a real war stance. You know, it's set in the future and things, but yep. they're in these mech suits jumping over villages, uh, counteracting these um, alien civilians and things that they're, you know, not sure about. Just abominate, you know, just bombing or, and, uh, you know, decommissioning all the, um, you know, uh, enemies. Uh, hideouts and things just you know mm. just going ravaging across from point a to point b a whole troop of civilians so that's chapter one and then chapter two is talking about his origins how he built up to the army where he came from as a kid and uh, all that sort of stuff so that's where i'm at and i'm interested to see if there's anything yep. that ties to the uh <laughs> insectoroids and things mm. from the film and that mm. but um I, I i like the you know duality of it the film is one thing and the book is another. So, yeah. And, and the f- uh, 59, uh, I'm picturing what that era was like. So anything it's a futuristic. War? I'm just trying to think, place it in terms of I'm not sure what influenced it. But Korean yeah. War. Is it Korean War? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. But any, anything to do with the future, 
I'm blown away by their right. imagination of they predicted that back in fifty. The, the, yeah, the writer, right. yeah. you know, sort of thing talking yeah. about you know. Um, D- talking to your teammates and things, you know, uh, communication and all that, like mm. that wouldn't have been been dreamed of, uh, you know, video calls and things back sure. then. So, so anything like that, um, you know, is is blowing me away and really, uh, you know, intrigues me to their mindset of yep. the writer and stuff. So, that's really cool. Um, and watching, uh, I'm I'm a real sucker for, you know, I, I love my Dragon Ball Z and I love my Street Fighter and the perfect anim, uh, anime that I've ever found, manga, whatever you want to call it, is a uh, show called uh, Bucky, right? And I've shouted Bucky out a few times. It's like these uh, fighters from around the world. They're, you know, larger than life. They're just um, regular humans, but they're, you know, massive, tall. Uh, you know, f- that, that's all they do in life is fight, right? They, you know, they walk on the scene, you know, they're in jail or whatever, and not even walls can hold them in. They're, they're there by choice. And if they want to go out and get pizza one day for lunch, bam, they'll just smash a wall and walk <laughs> out. You know, they're, they're, they're such elite fighters. It's... Uh, it's very Street Fighter esque. It's very Dragon say, Ball Z yeah. as as so unbelievable. But it just the the prolonged fights and the animation and the unbelievability of the whole show is um, you know bananas. And I it just it ticks all the right boxes for me. So finally, Bucky Hummer season two has released. So this they've gone through four or five seasons of Bucky. Bucky Hummer was I, I watched that in Japanese uh, with subtitles, and now Bucky Hummer season two is in English, and that's on. And it's it's <laughs> if you thought everything I've just said is bananas, right? Mm-hmm. Bucky Hummer uh, season two, a ancient um, pre-adolescent pre um, caveman character who used to fight dinosaurs was frozen in the Arctic, uh, you know, <laughs> in the big um, <laughs> asteroid thing. He was perfectly preserved in asteroid. Uh, in the in the ice and things, the uh, T Rex he was about to punch, you know, <laughs> semi, um, you know, f- flight position in fighting stance uh, passed away the you know not all the t-rex was there so it passed away so this um pre-human you know what do you call him uh, neanderthal Cap- captain caveman yeah pretty much <laughs> yep. is this like seven foot just pure muscle character he's got like you know claws and things like that um you know and stuff long hair and just absolute nithanderal and can't talk English and things because that wasn't the thing and all he wants to do is fight and he <laughs> only eats only eats when he finds an opponent that he can beat so you know he used to fight dinosaurs yeah, yeah, yeah. and so that was his thing dinosaurs. so you know so like he'd he'd fight a dinosaur cool I felt good about that I'll eat my victim type yep. thing so now he's eating the the you know this world of um, Bucky uh, Welsh characters and things like. Well, he's eating the people. He's eating the people. So like he's taking chunks out of their shoulders and things and stuff, and you know, ate the leg of one of the victims and things. And these because it's so Japanese, because they're so cultural sensitive and like you know, I I live for fighting and things. I sacrifice myself to fight you, and if I lose, my Jitsu clan will not step in to fight for me, and mm. will not stop it's this all fight. About honor. Yeah. It's it's all about honor. Yep. I will sacrifice and be the victim and things, and and it's just crazy. I am such a sucker for it though, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, Bucky Hummer, get it, uh, check it out. What's it's on it Netflix. On? Netflix. Um, it's all anime, beautiful. Like it's one of those things where a fight scene will last almost a whole episode, yep, you know. Right. Yep. Uh, cool. And uh, and the um yeah the you know you get this old decrepit hundred and forty year old <laughs> man, and yet he's you know like <laughs> fast as the flash. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 can't yeah. even see his uh you know blows to other. Um, other fighters, you know, come coming at them because he's just so fast. Yeah, <laughs> on a physical level, you look at him and you're like, yeah, you know, go away, old man. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it to death. Beautiful. So, yeah. Oh wow, I'll well, definitely check that one out. Um, I don't do as much reading as I would like to do. I keep meaning to jump back into the IDW Ninja Turtles, particularly in light of those loyal subjects figures that yep. sort of come out. I was like, oh, that's right, that series was really awesome. But now they've got so many spin-offs, it's hard to keep track. Um, as far as watching, I've been watching Secret Invasion. I feel like I'm the only one who's been watching Secret nah, Invasion. Nah, I've struggled. I've struggled with it's, it. It's a bit of a slog, isn't it? And yeah. uh, look, what I will say, I feel like having watched it all, I feel like without not spoiling anything, but I feel like it's going to be the best hope it has is one of these shows that things will link back to in the future because yep. it does, when it when it wraps up, there is a thing where you go, okay, the world is a very different place and that could mean something 
really important for, I don't know, the mutants, for example. So that's yeah, probably the best thing I can say about it. Um, I've got time for, for, you know, Sam Jackson as an actor, but, you know, the man is, he's, you talk about old and not yep. quite looking at himself. He's, he's pushing 70 these days. Mm. So anyway, um, so that I, was... I watched it. Yeah. I failed to care about anything. I, I oh, yeah. didn't um, yeah. pay much attention because I just couldn't capture my attention. It I think just it's, I think, so boring. I think it's the first time that Marvel didn't really... Sometimes, you know, there's the opening acts of something and even the early stuff of like Loki and stuff, you're sort of scratching your head the first couple of episodes. Like, What's going on here? But then it, it builds and usually Marvel are pretty good at paying stuff off at the end. This the payoff did not nah. pay off. They didn't stick the landing. Is probably the yep. the, the summary I, I would give. I just I I'm, I'm honestly just bored by it. Yep. And but, I wonder yep. if I watch episode three. Like I'm just sort of yeah. I, I skipped I, an episode I and I'm like I don't remember this. And I mm-hmm. went back and I'm like, yep, I did skip an episode. I need to <laughs> rewatch that one. And I just yeah, lack of mm. attention. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, one thing I did also get to watch was the new Transformers film, Rise of the Beasts. Did not pay to go to the cinema for that one, just quietly. Um, look, it's a... What, what do you expect, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's... I mean, I think after the Bumblebee film, expectations were that bit higher because, right. okay, Bumblebee was, was a pretty solid film in relation to the uh, what had come before it, right? Bumblebee worked because yeah. there was maybe like... There was that amazing sort of scene at the start on Cybertron, but then throughout the film there was maybe four Transformers in the yeah. whole thing. So it worked on a smaller scale. This is a bit more of a return to that. Let's throw as many characters as, as people can recognise into it. Um, I thought the Mirage being the main, what Bumblebee was in previous films, worked yep. a bit better. Um, I forget the guy who played him, but he's I like that. Um but yeah, it just felt like a bit of a return to what we'd already seen. Oh, there's all these characters showing up out of nowhere. Um, you know, as we've seen in the trailer, Unicron shows up, and okay, how many big world-ending threats can there possibly yeah, be? Sure. So I didn't like the fact that Optimus had no confidence in himself. It sort of went defied. I knew it was part of the story, but the confidence of Optimus well, really, yeah, in that respect, and and they sort of loosely touched. For anyone who knows the history of the Beast Wars cartoon, there's there's elements of time travel involved with that. So they sort of glossed over that. It's a line something along the, when they the two Optimuses finally meet. It's something along the lines of, "Oh, I'm your present and your future at the same time." Anyway, let's go over here. Yeah. You know, it's like, hang on, that feels like that should be important. If you really, you know, how does he know who this is? Anyway, it's uh, yeah, um, it was what it was. Um, the end fight cool scene toys. was awesome. The end fight scene yep. was pretty good. It, yep. just, it was it was a bit of a slog to to get all the way there. Um, been watching a lot of cricket because there's a lot of ashes going on. I'm not going to say anything because as as of this recording, it's still in the balance. But anyway, whether well, we've retained, well, the ashes. we've retained the ashes. Yeah. I think that the real what people want to see is go. Let's actually win the series outright, outright, outright and yeah. then you can go shut up, England, stop whinging. Sorry to. There's a lot of whinging, wasn't there? <laughs> it was some, <laughs> it has been those? one of the more spiteful series, just from a whole bunch of of ridiculous um, stumpings. <laughs> and it was a stumping because it was out. <laughs> <laughs> I I was watching. I went on um, this holiday to Queensland, right? And yeah. um, well, I don't have Fox here, but we got to the apartment, turn on the TV. Oh, Foxtel, this is yeah. cool. So we um, were watching Dart, like Callum and I were watching darts. Right? They had some mm. like second biggest dart championship yep. in the world over in England, and there, there yep. was yeah mainly mainly English mm. um, dart players, but there was this one Aussie guy. And anyway, they. Uh, his match was coming up. He was playing one of the high-ranking English players, and he was obviously getting a lot of grief from the English crowd. Yeah. And so I think it was after that stumping incident, he came on. So they do a bit of a thing like the boxing, where you know yeah, they come it's through. Huge. They yeah. walk in with they like walk a in. girl on each arm, and there's just the crowds. And yeah, crowds cheering. It's, it's like WWE, but it is. it's dark. It's dark. Yeah. Anyway, the guy, the English guy, comes in. He's getting cheers. The Aussie guy comes in. He's wearing four. Dummies for babies <laughs> around his neck, and he's got wicket keeper gloves. Oh. Right, so he comes through the crowd with Insane. these wicket keeper gloves, and then he gives each of the referee one of these dummies to suck. <laughs> 
and then he's just getting booed. But it's oh, like that's so it was such a good intro. Yeah, like just stick. Yeah, and he lost. Unfortunately, he lost. Yeah. But um, worth it. But did, stick, he really, yeah, did he really lose? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's a moral victory. <laughs> and we got actually we got got home and got the dartboard out and we're throwing darts. And yeah. man, those guys are incredible. Because I never quite realised the way they play these tournament darts. Yeah. Right, you start at five hundred and one. Yep. And you've got to get basically down to zero. Mm. So you, you're going and, and what it's they... It's a real maths game. It's a, real, it's a maths yeah. game, right? Mm. So what, But what they're trying to do is they're trying to hit the triple 20 to get a 60. Yep. So like the, the, the big thing is the 180, like three triple three. three. Yep. I, I shot like 100 at the dartboard <laughs> and I couldn't get that bloody triple 20 it, it thing. It comes down to who misses the triple 20 first. That's how good some That's, of these guys are. Right. Yeah. But then like at the end, so you might get it down to say like, you know, you're in your last row and you got it down to 60. You've got to go out on a double or a triple. So you can't mm. just go three 20s yep. to get me down to 60. You've got to get You've got to go 20 and then maybe like a, 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 a double 20. Mm. And so just the pressure on like yeah. these throws, it's yep. just, it was, I was captivated by it. And then, yeah, got it home, tried it, and it's like, man, it's these really guys are so good. You didn't drink enough. <laughs> yeah, they, they do. At an official competition, <laughs> yeah. they will sit there, they will have a beer off to the side. So while the other person's throwing, yep. they'll be sipping on a pint and you just go, what sort of yeah. sport is this? It's the weirdest, weirdest <laughs> sports. They're, they're certainly not elite athletes by any means. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. All right, is that it? We're yeah, going to wrap? I think so. Yeah, very good. Well, we're all, we're absolutely shattered, I think, from the uh, the San Diego episode. But thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Toy Power. We really appreciate your company. And to all our patrons, thank you for your ongoing support and chatter on the Discord. Stay safe, take care, and we will see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey! You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome.